Okay, <laughs> so we're just gonna chat. We'll start with a little introduction. You can introduce yourself however you'd like. What do you do for work or hobbies? What's your passion? Ooh. And then we'll kind of get into a conversation and we'll chat until we don't feel like chatting anymore. And then I'll ask you one final question that I've been asking everyone, which is where do you find queer joy in your life? That's adorable. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, oh yeah, you're allowed to swear. Ah. Oh. If you want to. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Sometimes they slip out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just sometimes it just happens. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> hey, my name is Robin Law, the creator and host of We're Out Here. I, myself, am a small town queer. I did the thing and moved away in my 20s to a big city, then moved back to my hometown of Smithers, BC, on Wet'suwet'en territory during the pandemic. Work, life, and, you know, the globe was in a total state of cognitive dissonance. There, I said it. We're Out Here is a podcast about growing up queer in the remote communities of northern BC. To be clear, we're not focusing exclusively on the hardships, though we don't shy away from them either, but rather the strange and unique experience of living in small towns as a queer person, our experiences, coping mechanisms, celebrating queer joy, and finding our community. I am Robin, and we're out here. Welcome, June. Could you introduce yourself for me, please? Of course. Yeah, I'm June. My pronouns are any and all under the sun. Honestly, I don't mind anything. I identify... Right now, I suppose, as queer. Maybe we'll get into that. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I do go to Smithers Secondary School currently. And I am really interested right now in just learning a lot. <laughs> I really want to kind of expand my knowledge about various things because I feel like I've been kind of boxed up for a really long time mm. but i think it's really cool that we get to come and talk <laughs> yeah i'm stoked that you want to be here so as you said you like learning everything is there anything like in particular you are interested in art art i've always been interested in art i've always loved trying out different mediums trying out different kind of creative stuff i guess but right now i'm into oil painting and I really, really, really enjoy oil painting, and I wish I could make a career out of it, <gasps> but I need to be patient with myself because <laughs> I just got into it, but you know. That's really cool. Oil painting is actually kind of the, one of the one things I never got into, mm. and I've always loved it, and I'm kind of like jealous of people that know how to do it. <laughs> it's, it, it's kind of a process to like get set up and like make sure you're disposing of like all the stuff correctly because some of the stuff's toxic. Yes. And, yeah. I, I could teach you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. So, I take it then, you probably spend a lot of time in the art room. Would that yeah. be correct? Yes, Assumption. Would. <laughs> was Perry Roth your teacher? Perry Roth was my teacher. Oh I know. Right, because he did create the Gay Straight Alliance to me. Yeah. So, that's what we had in high school, was the Gay Straight Alliance, which now I understand is the Gender and Sexuality Alliance. Is that what it's called? Yes. Cool. So. Are you part of that? No, because I actually didn't know it was a thing until like this this year when I had interviewed him. Cool. And I hadn't actually thought of getting into it, but that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I realized that is a very good idea. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'd be really curious what they do now. At the time when I was part of it, I don't remember we did very much. I think we maybe tried to start a newsletter at one point. 
Maybe mm. maybe one issue got made. <laughs> but, you know, I spent a lot of time in the art room and Perry was such a great uh, teacher and person to be around in that space. It was just very safe and welcoming. And, you know, I could go there anytime. Like, even if it wasn't a class with him, I always felt like it was a safe space to go. And I assume it still feels that way. Most of the time, yeah. Yeah. I find that a lot of kids take the class because they don't have to do much. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I walk into the art room and I don't like the people in there. So I back away. <laughs> but Harry himself and the class and like like everything that the class has to offer, everything that he supplies is crazy. Like he's so dedicated to making it a safe space in the school and like helping out like that. And it makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, apart from the art room, I'm really curious about what your high school experience is. Like if you're out as queer in school and if you are like what that feels like. And then, you know, like you mentioned, there's pride events now. We didn't have those when I was going there. I'm just really curious, like how gay is SSS? Well, <laughs> Depends on who you ask, really. For me, I have, like, throughout going to the school, I have really just experimented with myself. And, like, as soon as I got into high school was really when I was introduced to kind of other forms of expression through, like, my older classmates or, like, older people in the school that are, like, since graduated. My experience with other people in queerness wasn't very strong, I don't think because the people I hung out with were straight. And eventually I found a group of people that were like, just like a lot of different things. And they were also experimenting with stuff and like, this was in like grade nine and 10 for me like a few years ago. And since then they've all grown and changed and um, kind of changed how they represent themselves and how they identify. Um, And I think that's really cool to see the changes that were made kind of possible by just letting people experiment like that. Yeah, I mean, that's really cool to hear because, you know, I mean, obviously in general, high school is like a time where you go through quite a lot of change. Mm -hmm. Most people do. But it's really exciting to hear, you know, you being surrounded by these other people kind of exploring and Mm -hmm. experimenting with their identity in a way that to me at least sounds much more open and freer than when I was in school, which is really cool because, you know, I think before we got on the mics, we were talking earlier about visibility and that was one of the things for me in high school was there just wasn't really any representation or visibility of anything Mm. at all queer, really, apart from, you know, I was in theater, so... (laughs) they reside there sometimes (laughs) yeah but yeah and so you know in high school I didn't really get to do any of that experimenting or self-expression because I just didn't really know that there were other ways of being really which sounds Mm. kind of wild when I think back on it now because I'm like wow what was I doing but (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really just being exposed to the options Mm -hmm. um the first pride that I really realized was going on. It was in 2017, 2018, so they were happening like all throughout the time that I was in. Oh, it was COVID. Because mm. I was like, I don't remember having a pride in grade 8. And grade 8 is when COVID hit, and right. it was when like everything was isolated. Oh, COVID is like a whole other thing like for school, not really, but for kind of experimenting with my 
queerness and how I wanted to like look like I cut my hair short mm-hmm. and when I came back to school I cut it even shorter like boyish I guess well you, like I don't know what you, do, you would call it but like I cut my own hair it looked terrible but it was like the it, I was really happy with it because it was the first time that I did something for myself without anybody else's permission. Like my parents didn't want me to cut my hair. And at that point, I just did it anyway. <laughs> and I was really happy with it. But looking back, like our pride events, that was when I kind of realized that this is a whole community of people that have so like they're there's there's so many like i didn't realize there were so many Mm -hmm. i don't that's not the very that's not very good wording no but i feel that because i think there wasn't representation yeah there's not a lot of representation and then you know when you have a pride event or something like that and you see you're like oh wow there's a lot of people here and like sometimes i feel like in smithers like community can feel really scattered or like there isn't a lot of like central kind of like community especially in the queer community but those events are such a great reminder that you're not the only one Mm -hmm. which it can feel like sometimes also that's super badass that you cut your own hair (laughs) i feel like everyone has to have like a queer awakening where you cut your own hair moment i had Mm -hmm. one in high school too and uh during the (laughs) pandemic i shaved my head which was great yeah it's oh it's so fun yeah that takeaway of you know the pandemic being a time and place where you felt like you had a lot of freedom to experiment because there's you know no outside judgment really you're as much as it sucks and you're stuck in your room and doing things online that also sounds like there's a bit of freedom there in terms of just you know ability to experiment yeah it was the yeah the internet was really a gateway Mm -hmm. to like research because I've always kind of liked researching things that I was interested in like for a while I got really into psychology during COVID and eventually that kind of led me into like discovering that there are all of these sexualities and all of these different ways of represent representing yourself and I was like oh my goodness (laughs) I didn't like I didn't know there were more options Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that feeling different didn't have to be solitary yes and it was just a really interesting kind of moment for me there i guess Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's such a great way of looking at it like yeah that feeling of being like the only one that's different in a certain type of way and the internet is so great because again like you know smithers is small like there are queer people here but it can feel yeah really isolating or like you're kind of alone in your experience of your difference Mm -hmm. so thank goodness for the internet (laughs) (laughs) blessing and a curse totally (laughs) so i think there was also a little kind of experience thing kind of before i realized there were more there was more to it there was like more ways of representing yourself my best friend at the time told me that she thought that she was bi and I was like oh what's that and she's like well it's when you like boys and girls and I'm like that's an option (laughs) and I thought about it for a while and like a while later I was like hey I think I might be that too and I I was wrong but that was when I kind of realized that I don't think I didn't think that I was kind of I didn't think I was straight. Mm-hmm. That was when I kind of went down the rabbit hole of like, there's more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think my friend was the initial person 
like right before high school or right before or during high school mm-hmm. she had told me that and i'm like i oh i didn't know what to think cool so i kind of got into it through that i'm really happy that i did i think yeah yeah really i mean happy. it sounds like it's been pretty huge for you and just like yeah. your own you know the discovery of it was definitely a big thing for me because it became a part of my identity i think mm-hmm. that's when it really became a part of me yeah it's interesting you know that you mentioned you just really like to research topics that you're interested in and i wonder if this happened to you because for me i spent a lot of time going i'm just like really interested in like queer topics no no reason though i'm just like super interested <laughs> <laughs> gaslighting yourself into like (laughs) not me though yeah i just like really want to learn yeah (laughs) oh my no that didn't happen to me Mm. because after that thing with my friend i didn't i wasn't fully convinced that i was straight anymore i was never really involved in that community much so i wasn't a super strong person in it to like actively support them Mm -hmm. it was just kind of a thing that i was like they're doing their thing that's great and now i'm i'm doing my thing with them so eventually it happened that way Mm -hmm. i suppose that's cool and that's really you know nice that you had like a friend come out to you in that way i mean that's like a pretty special experience but Mm -hmm. then also like having someone to kind of go through that experience with like not being totally on your own or like at least knowing that someone else has an experience that might be kind of similar to yours feels like that would be really helpful it in a way it was but in a way it also it made me feel a little bit bad i think because we have been we had been friends for like a really long time and for a really long time i would copy her uh-huh. <laughs> and i feel really bad about that for because i was a really shy kid and I didn't have a lot of friends, and I just really thought that she was really cool, I guess. So I wanted to like do everything she did, and I don't think she liked that very much. <laughs> so that like lingering thing from like when we were really, really little, it kind of felt like I was copying her. And I kind of was because I didn't know anything else. Mm-hmm. So when I realized there were other things, I kind of strayed away from thinking that I was bisexual. I'm just really grateful to her for <laughs> giving me the opportunity to copy her i guess <laughs> uh, yeah oh that's so relatable honestly really? yeah really mm-hmm. i feel like everyone does that it's like i mean close enough yeah <laughs> this is kind of what i was going for <laughs> totally so okay i'm curious i'm getting into the deep thing oh awesome i love it. but so being in smithers kind of all these things we talked about, like isolation, lack of representation, all that kind of stuff. You mentioned the internet, but I'm curious. So like, what are some other outlets that you have for finding queer representation? Like what feeds your soul? Are there like podcasts or TV shows or books or anything that you find really helpful? Oh, it all comes back to the internet, honestly. Yeah. Because I would watch shows and then I would go on the internet and look for like fandoms of those shows and then the ships yes. of those shows yes and a lot of the queer ships of those shows and sometimes i get behind them and sometimes i'd be like no they're not compatible <laughs> like i'd get really invested in them <laughs> but when i was like grade 
eight, nine, ten, maybe. Yeah. Less eight, but it all comes back to the internet, really. And Smithers, the Pride events yeah. at school were kind of my initial introduction, honestly. But other than that, it I haven't seen it kind of being a huge part of the way I've seen the community. Mm-hmm. And I have never really seen the community as a gay one, I guess. But that might be because I hadn't been involved in it. And I haven't been involved in that particular part in the community very much. So I don't feel experienced enough to advocate for it. Mm. But I understand that the people here just want to be helpful. Like, I don't think a lot of them mind what your sexuality is, as long as you're a nice person, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, people, people here, I think, help people. And at least from my experience, they've been good at it. <laughs> like, I understand there's some parts of the community that don't really support this, like the LGBTQ plus community. And I don't, I never understood why it was such a huge part of people's minds to advocate against it. Because it just sounds like a lot of work <laughs> yeah. to, like, press down these people that are kind of just living their lives here. Totally. Because, mm-hmm. like, queer or not, everyone I've met here in, like, this kind of section of the community, like, as I've been getting into radio and, like, at Mountain Eagle, where I used to work, everybody just treated each other as people regardless of their background or how they identified. Because we are people first and foremost we're people and the way we identify is up to us to explain to people i think it's not something that always has to be in the forefront of everyone's thoughts i don't think mm-hmm. at least for me i've realized that it's not a huge part of my identity anymore as much as it used to be when i was kind of experimenting and figuring it out and I'm always figuring it out, but people are people. <laughs> Everyone's figuring it out. Totally. Yeah, I love that. And I totally agree with you. It, it, I feel people that really strongly advocate against our existence, essentially, in a lot of ways, I feel for them. Like, it must be really exhausting <laughs> to live in that kind of, like, fearful state. You know, I did go to the town council meeting where they were saying, you know, we got to ban drag queen story time and all that kind of stuff and that was really the sense I got was just sort of like there was a lot of fear and misinformation but also so interesting being in the room with those people because you know then they're sort of forced to acknowledge that we're human beings and you know we're not (laughs) coming for your children or whatever you know I listened to a great podcast episode recently this pretty well-known podcast called you're wrong about where they essentially just kind of debunk things but this last one that they did I really enjoyed because you know one of the things I hear a lot from people who are anti-LGBTQ is it's like oh it goes against nature it goes against God or you know whatever and it you know that's sort of the sentiment Mm -hmm. when this podcast got into how many different species of animals have homosexual relationships they're really into focusing on the lesbian seagulls (laughs) which is amazing I knew about the gay penguins but I did not know about the lesbian seagulls so 
I recommend checking it out because that was really a great, like, yeah, you want to say, you know, it goes against nature? Well, look at all these lesbian seagulls over here. <laughs> mm -hmm. And like, I like that too, because for me, you know, like I have worked through a lot of internalized homophobia over my life and, you know, learning things like that is it's kind of like another sort of validating reminder of like, oh yeah, like that's real. I'm yeah. real. What I experience is valid and real and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. yeah. I'm so glad that the gay seagulls were, be were able to help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, so I'm curious. This is like, I don't know how related this is to queer identity, but you mentioned you have one more year of high school. Do you have any plans yet for where you're going to go after that? Oh, I was talking about this earlier today with my boyfriend. I really... It depends on how much money I have, first uh -huh. of all. But I really want to travel. Yes. And I really just... Right now, I'm really focused on, like, expanding my knowledge. Mm -hmm. like, I want to go and I want to experience different cultures. And I want to go learn different things. My Nana's working on getting together a bunch of ancestry. And she's going to let me know about that. And I'm going to go travel to places like where my ancestors were born. I think that would be really interesting That's to do. That's super cool. But I feel like a hippie most of the time. I just want to convert a van and go wherever I want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be grounded um, very much. And I want to be free to experiment with my queer identity. That's probably going to broaden my horizons about that if I travel, I think. Totally. Going to different communities, seeing how they do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, traveling is such a great way to do that. And I also, one of my favorite things to do now when I go traveling is wherever I am, I try and find the queer neighborhood or the queer bar or the queer coffee shop in every place I go. And I only started doing that recently, which is funny. It never occurred to me before, but I was in Scotland. I was in Glasgow in 2018. Mm -hmm. And I was staying in a hostel and there was one other person in my room and she like kind of picked me out. She was like, you queer? Like, yeah. <laughs> so she's like, all right, let's go. And uh, she kind of took me around the town and was like, here's the gay bar I found. And you know, here's this place. And then I was like, wow, why haven't I been doing this my whole life? Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this has been so great, June, I feel like. Yeah, I'm really glad I got to do this. Me too. I'm really glad you invited me to do this. Yeah, I'm so glad you're around. I'm super stoked that you're working in the train car for the radio station. So we get to hang out while we do that together. I actually, yeah, I hope I get to see you more. You will. You're you awesome. Will. Yeah. I'm so glad you got to paint the window at the library. Yeah. I feel like there's a little bit of like queer magic. I want to ask you the question that I've been asking all the people I talk to, oh, yeah. which is where do you find queer joy? My friend, I don't know if I should say their name, but they've really helped me kind of be, they let me be myself, whether that's like with my queerness or with like my personality and my being. And I feel like we really just click like that. Like we can, we're able to be ourselves around each other. And it's really nice because it's a really safe place to kind of talk about how we feel about our queerness or about how we want to represent ourselves and how we're not sure yet and like our suspicions about what we are and stuff like we can just brainstorm about like who we are and I don't know they make me so happy 
and I really, really hope that they're in my life for a while Aww. because they, I feel like they are my queer joy. <laughs> I really, yeah, we, we only met like a year ago and I don't often make friends like spontaneously, but we had like met at the music festival last year and we just, we clicked and it's been like that ever since and it really makes me happy that we can be safe with each other. That's so cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Aw, I hope your friend gets to hear this. <laughs> me too. Me too. That's really I love special. You. Aww. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that's so special. Mm-hmm. That's that's priceless, honestly. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on here. Yeah, thank you. Letting me share what I what I've shared. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm curious if you have anything that you would want people to check out that you've done like your podcast episode oh it'd be on the cick website i don't think it's very relevant anymore though like it's work that i've done that i'm pretty proud of because it was my first time doing it but you can check that out if you want may and june with june on cick the cick webpage smithescommunityradio.com yes yep yes i mean you know it's kind of it'll be like a little time capsule of this year's pride so so, you know it might not be relevant but it's might be interesting to look back on in a while and perhaps you know when we do pride next year um Mm. (laughs) (laughs) maybe i'll be the the new reporter on it (laughs) yes i love that who knows awesome well thank you so much june i am so stoked i got to meet you and do this and then we get to hang out after with doing radio stuff yeah yeah thank you for having me and i'm really (laughs) glad i got to meet you too we did it it. (laughs) thanks to my guest june this podcast is presented by the balkan valley concert association and funded through the canada arts council hosted by me robin and edited by pamela hassan big thanks to cick smithers community radio for recording support Maddie J for the theme song, and Carmen Redonante for Collaborative Radio for recording support. 